Welcome to Explore Purpose, a podcast designed to inspire you to live a life of purpose so that you can have a greater impact on the world around you. Hi, my name is Conrad Weaver. I'm your host, and I'm excited to share this new content with you today. I'm so grateful you stopped by to listen or to watch. Thanks for being here. Is it possible to build a company that looks like God's kingdom? And what does that even mean? Scott Reiser has made it his purpose to do that. Scott grew up going to church every week, but he never knew God. And when he finally dedicated his life to Christ in 1995, he knew he was making it his decision about his Tuesday, not just his Sunday. Since then, Scott has spent most of his time wrestling with the practical challenges of living out his faith at work every day. When the opportunity to start his own company arose, Scott called it Yakabad, which means God's glory, pushing the question, is it even possible for a company to give God glory? And not by doing church stuff at the office, but by doing work in a way that glorifies God. And as Scott slowly started making progress, the question became, is it possible to partner with God at work every day? At this point, Scott began to realize that God plays by a completely different set of rules and things just work differently in God's kingdom. This ultimately led to an even bigger question, can a company look more like the kingdom of heaven? Besides being a business leader and a CEO, Scott is also an outdoor enthusiast, adventure seeker, he's an author, and a former vocalist for a couple of Christian rock bands. Today, he's my guest right here on the Explore Purpose podcast, where we're going to have a conversation about what it means to run a company whose purpose is to look like God's kingdom. Hey, if you enjoy this podcast, please invite your friends to listen to and leave a rating and a review. I'd really appreciate that. And be sure to follow Explore Purpose on all the social media sites, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. I'd love to connect with you there. And thanks for being here today. And now here's my conversation with Scott Reiser. Well, welcome Scott Reiser to the Explore Purpose podcast. I'm so glad you're able to join me today for this conversation. Great. Thanks, Conrad. Yeah, looking forward to it. So give us the, just the cliff notes of who you are and what do you do? <laughs> uh, well, I'm the, uh, currently the founder and CEO of Yakabad, which is a software company here in beautiful, historic downtown Frederick. And uh, I recently released a book um, called At Work As In Heaven, which is about the faith journey I've been on these last 20 years with the company. So that's the 30,000 foot view. Of course, there's plenty of other things, but sure. you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to start, <laughs> I want to start with, uh, why Yakabad? It's an interesting yeah. name for a company. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when I started the company, it was like 2001. And if you'll remember, that was the days of the dot-com mm -hmm. domain name mm -hmm. land grab. And everybody was making up words for yeah. company names, right? Right. And I vaguely remember one that was like, whatever, it was the Persian word for surfer dude. You know, <laughs> I thought, now we're really getting out there, right? So so when I, I got the opportunity to start the company, I knew there was just no way it was going to work if God wasn't in it. And and so I just, I was willing from the beginning to put his name on the wall. And, and, and so I went to my... Um, 
well, what's shoot? What's the Hebrew lexicon? The uh, you know what I mean? The uh, the concordance. The concordance. Uh, yeah. Concordance. The, the, no, the, the one Hebrew where you dictionary. Look up the, the, Oh, yeah, like uh, Hebrew yeah. dictionary, mm -hmm. the Strong's numbers and all that. Gotcha. You know, I, yep. Anyways, I found I found um, Yakabad. Uh, Kabad is the weighty, heavy, mighty glory of God, and so then I did Yakabad, which is God's glory, and uh, verified it with a few of my uh, seminary attending friends, <laughs> and uh, that became the company name because the URL was available. But just kind of a decision from the beginning that I was just gonna. That, uh, if I was going to do it, I was going to do it for God's glory. And that was right in the company's name. So it sounded like you had really intentionally created a company that really was ingrained with, 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 with direction from God and that it was, God was in the center of what you're doing. Is that correct? Yeah, well, yeah. And I won't say I necessarily had clear direction exactly what I was going to do, but I certainly had a call. I knew that he'd put it in me to start a company, you know, that that was clearly something, you know, that he'd put in me. And, and I also knew that it had no chance of, <laughs> no chance of actually making it off the ground if he wasn't in it. And mm -hmm. so, so there were kind of those two angles both mm -hmm. coming at it. So, so then there was a bit of stumbling and walking and journeying, you know, to kind of figure out, you know, what exactly that company would look like. And mm -hmm. of course that's 20 years worth of learning and I'm still learning, but, yeah. um, but, but yeah. I want to get it. into how that has played out, but I want to first go back. What led you to that point in your life where you said, you know what, I got to give it all. I got to, you know, kind of commit this company to God and to his work. What led you, where were you before that? And what led you to that point? Yeah, so I, I had an interesting journey. I, you know, I don't know what your journey has been, Conrad, but I, I grew up going to church every Sunday mm -hmm. when I was a kid, kind of a denominational Protestant church. And it was part of the fabric of the community, the small town I grew up in in Ohio. And, um, you know, I did church, but I never knew God. <laughs> I'm still friends today with some of the people I had as friends from the youth group back then, mm -hmm. you know, but but I never knew God. And so there's a long story here, and I tell some of it in the book, and I won't bore you with all the details, but basically God in this crazy sense of humor has, you know, kind of architected circumstances to cause me to confront my own spiritual standing or, or lack thereof um, in my, uh, I guess it was the later 20s, upper 20s, and, and I knew I had a decision to make, and um, and I knew if I made that decision— I wasn't just going to go to church. It wasn't only going to be about Sunday. I mean, I'd done that and never knew God. So if it didn't work on my Tuesday and my Wednesday and my Thursday, I might as well just be out, you know, climbing rocks or backpacking or something <laughs> instead of going to church. So so that's that kind of brought me to this. Once I made the decision, I was all in. Now I was still a number of years away from having the opportunity to start a company. But right away, I started trying to figure out well, what does this mean on my Tuesday? And like mm. most of your listeners, probably I was at work on Tuesday. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, so how does that play together? You know, what yeah. does this, what does this yeah. thing mean? Like, how do I live out this faith at work? And that started me on a journey. So. You know, I, I knew there was a, another reason that I liked you. You're a fellow Buckeye. Cause I grew up in a small town <laughs> in Ohio too. Yeah. <laughs> what part of Ohio oh, yeah. did you grow up in? <laughs> I grew up in a little town called Salem, Ohio, Northeast. 
Northeast Ohio over by Youngstown? I know exactly where it's at. I grew up in a little town called Beach City, Ohio, which is in Stark County. Uh, And really, my grandparents lived in Sugar Creek, Ohio, Amish world, as my kids call it. That's kind of the, the area and community I grew up in. So Stark County, was that over towards Canton? Yeah. Canton is the, is a County seat and we were in yeah, Southern okay. Stark County. Yeah. 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 And yeah, I have, uh, I have family in Minerva. So up over near Salem. Yeah. I've know. got cousins in Minerva. <laughs> <laughs> well, we might go. be related. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who knows? Yeah. Probably, you know, 50, hundred years yeah. ago. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, anyway, so when you started this company, you named it Yakabad. So how did that play out? How, how did it play out to put God in the center of your company? Well, that was, that took some learning too, you know, cause a lot of, I talked to my Christian friends and a lot of them just didn't like, it didn't compute, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and I wasn't seeing a lot of material out there. I know there were some books, some people trying to, you know, I'd, I'd have a, you know, a good way to describe or put that in a context now, but back then I, you know, it was more principle-based, more follow these biblical principles. And that was all good. Of course, principles are good. Um, and But I knew there was more than that. I, and I, I also, I, I had some friends that were trying to do Christian companies, quote unquote, mm-hmm. you know, and like, what did that mean when mm-hmm. some of them were like, they'd only hire Christians or they'd mm-hmm. only, you know, do work for, ch- build software for churches. And I knew that wasn't what I was called mm-hmm. to. And and uh, then I also saw some others that were doing, like it was about integrity. Mm. But I, you know, that that's table stakes. You know, mm. like it, it just. In fact, when I started the company too, then those were the days of Enron, mm. who had integrity splashed yeah. all over their website, right? <laughs> so, so then I really knew that it was about more than just integrity. That that better be table stakes. So, uh, you know, kind of in the swirl of all that, um, and I guess one more thing, kind of. I saw some people like it was like they're trying to replicate church functions at work, mm-hmm. you, you know, mm-hmm. like you, you do the Bible study at lunch or mm-hmm. and, and there's nothing wrong with all that. That's all fine. But again, I just knew God was calling me to something more than that. And and so that's been the journey trying to to figure that mm-hmm. out. And he's been very gracious, you know, the 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 whole process of crawling and then walking and maybe starting to jog a little. And Mm -hmm. so, so you've, you kind of built a pretty successful software company there in Frederick and uh, you know, how how do your employees think about what you do and what you, I I don't want to say preach, but what you, what you talk about as far as, you know, God being the, in the name of your company? Yeah. So, so we hire, I mean, the, the, the qualifying factor for our employees isn't their faith or wherever they are sure. in their spiritual journey. It's, it's core values. We mm-hmm. based it all on core values, which are, which are derived, of course, from my faith and my business partner's faith. Um, he, he and I merged in 2003, so about a year and a half to, well, maybe two years into the journey. Um, you know, I had a software, no, I had a, yeah, I had a, a company, a consulting company with no clients and wanting to be a software company. And he had a software company with no customers. Hmm. And so we put it all together in 2003. And so he shares my faith. That was all part of the equation of Hmm. us putting it together. But our employees don't necessarily. And so, you know, oh, maybe, maybe once a year or something, we've got to go through something where I, I just don't even know how to express it in the corporate meeting without 
referring back to my faith. And you imagine we probably had a couple of those recently here with the whole mm. navigating the pandemic. And sure. we've been shifting our business model in the middle of the pandemic. Mm. And and so there have been, you know, a couple of times where I've had to say, look, I, you guys are going to have to give me some grace. You know, I'm not trying to, you know, thump you over the head with my Bible or anything, but this this is the way I, I'm processing this. And and I hope you'll you'll understand. And and they've been very good about it. Mm-hmm. You, you know, I mean, because because I don't mm-hmm. force it on them. And I've had a few people come to me after, you know, such a meeting and say, hey, thanks for being so transparent. And mm-hmm. I appreciate that's real, real, you know. And so so as long as it's respectful, mm-hmm. you know, but if I'm going around leaving a tract on everybody's <laughs> desk, that's probably not going to play real well. Sure. Here. Sure. So. Yeah. And so how would you say, you know, we this this podcast is called Explore Purpose and how what would you say is your purpose as an individual as a as an owner as a uh I'm assuming you're married and have kids and maybe even grandkids, I don't know, uh-huh. but what would you say your purpose is yeah. in life? Well, that's uh that's a great question and I know that's the core of the podcast here. <laughs> <laughs> so I was thinking about that a little bit and 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 it's really you know, I don't know what your other guests have experienced, Conrad, but for me, it's been more of an unfolding, mm. you know, like, like I'd have told you one thing 20 years ago, mm-hmm. and I was probably a little more aware of my purpose than all, because I went through a broken period that God took to bring me to my faith. And mm-hmm. so there was this whole part of putting my life back together in purpose, in mm-hmm. an identity and understanding who he made me to be. And so I was focused on purpose and identity, you know, 20, 30 years ago. So mm-hmm. it's, well, 25 years ago. So so I've been at it for a while. But but even so, he's kind of increased. You know, it's been like the spear, and then the spear gets bigger. Mm-hmm. So, so back then, I'd have told you, you know, from a business standpoint, it was to build a company to glorify God. But then, then as time went on and, and I continued to grow in my walk with him, it, it became... You know, I kind of had this inflection point where he kind of changed the questions on me and started asking, is it possible to build a company that looks more like his kingdom than the wrong one? Hmm. And well, that's a pretty big question. (laughs) (laughs) And that became part of my purpose is to explore that. And and of course, I think, you know, the answer is yes. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, now we're stumbling our way into that. But then then he started asking me a bigger question. And. Can an uh, ecosystem, can an ecosystem of such companies um, help a community mm. look more like his kingdom than the wrong one? And and I think the answer is yes, but I haven't even begun to push into that. But that's clearly part of my purpose. So um, I, I guess, you know, somebody in the faith might call it more of an apostolic kind of my purpose is apostolic in nature, you know, mm-hmm. transforming cultures. Mm-hmm. Um whether that's in a company or in a community, so they look more like his kingdom. Um, but that's still unfolding, mm-hmm. you know? So how does that sit? And, and the, don't you love that about God? I the do. Way he just like you, you grow and, and, and about the time you think you've got it figured out, he said, Oh no, there's more. Yeah. There's more. <laughs> you haven't even, even touched where you're going to be. You know, that's, that, that's the amazing thing about yeah. having that walk. I know, you know, my, when I started out in in actually in high school, I actually gave a speech at my high school graduation, and I was the valedictorian only because I was the only senior. So, uh, 
There was, there was that, <laughs> but my talk, <That's> awesome. <laughs> I was at the bottom of my class and they asked me to give a speech. <laughs> so my talk though, was what is your purpose? That was the question. And yeah. so I've kind of feel, feel like my life has kind of come full circle is now I'm exploring this in a deeper way. And I see what you mean that, you know, God, you know, we, we start down this journey, but he unfolds and un reveals more and more as we go. That's uh, what challenges or, or hiccups have you experienced in living out that purpose in your life? Yeah, well, I, I, I mean, there's there's a bunch. Um, <laughs> I guess we'll see see which path this heads down. You know, I, I do I, I do feel like, in, in fact, I I, I had a prophetic word about this and and you have to understand i'm not typically i'm all open to the holy spirit telling me whatever he wants to whoever mm -hmm. he wants to tell me but i don't live in a prophetic culture normally in like a, in a home church so so it's a big deal when god gets a prophetic word personally to mm -hmm. me more than a, a general one because you know and i treasure it mm -hmm. and and the, and the prophetic word uh, it, it was basically about how god had me I, like planted in a container. He saw a container like a tree and it was in a container mm. very carefully controlled in its growth. And, and, the, it, and it was time and it was coming that it was going to be planted out in the field where it could grow big. Mm. Um, but when, and that was a couple of years ago, I got that and boy, did that describe the journey so well, mm. not the growing big part yet, but the planted in a container mm -hmm. and, and whether I think some of it came from the Lord Keep keeping us in that container or the enemy attacking and robbing and stealing and killing like like he does, but the Lord using it for his purposes like he does. Um, you know, boy, it's just felt because of this journey. Like, like if we wouldn't have put the name on the wall, I think we'd be five times our size. Mm -hmm. You know, and I, I'm not saying that as any kind of excuse. Mm -hmm. I understand our role and our mistakes and you know, strategic errors we made and things we didn't do right in the business operations or, or the business model. And I get all that, but, but uh, th there were still, I can't count the number of times where we had an opportunity, a contract that was right there and all the decision makers, makers had bought off on it and they had the money and, and, you know, and it was a big contract, you know, for a company, our size, it was a big multi-year government agency contract mm -hmm. that was going to go on a long time. And, you know, is many millions of dollars, which moves the needle for us, mm -hmm. you know, and, um, and at the very last second, some crazy thing out of our control would happen and it mm -hmm. would just vaporize, you know, there'd be a reorg or, you know, something. Mm -hmm. and, and I can't tell you how many times we had that happen, like where it just felt like it was stolen from us in the most heartbreaking way possible, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. <laughs> and, wow. and, I, and I am sure. And again, I'm not absolving us the responsibility of I'm, we've made plenty of mistakes. Mm -hmm. And yet at the same time, it's really felt because of that faith stand mm -hmm. that, that we've taken a lot of hits. Um, but I think that's part of God, that, that prophetic word about being planted in the field where we can grow big. Part of that is going to be like God also says, you know, that mm -hmm. in the days of Haman, Haman ended up getting hung on his own noose and had to hate, mm -hmm. pay back a whole bunch. Mm -hmm. Like, like, oh, his estate was given to, to those he was persecuting. Right. And the, 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 the devil, Satan is going to have to pay back what he's been stealing. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, and I think that's common. Well, <laughs> yeah, in a big way. What would you do different 
if you if you could go back 20 some years ago oh wow that's a well let me just be candid and tell you like if i went back 20 years ago i probably wouldn't have started the company because if i if i knew what i didn't <laughs> know like i know now what i didn't know back mm -hmm. then and i don't know if i'd had enough faith mm -hmm. to start it mm -hmm. at this point back then i was just naive enough <laughs> where i'm like well if god is in this it's going to work right mm -hmm. and, and and there's there's truth in that but i was just naive enough to have enough faith like mm -hmm. I didn't see all the reasons I needed to have faith. Mm -hmm. Right, right. <laughs> and so so on that side of it, I probably wouldn't even have started the company. Um, you know, on the other side mm -hmm. of it, I, man, I wish I would have given my life to him a lot sooner than I did. I'd have saved myself and some other people a lot of, a lot of pain and, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of stupidity. But, um, you know, his grace, mm -hmm. you know, his grace covers that. So I and I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. um, I, we made some mistakes in hiring in the early days that we learned from, you know, we better refined our processes to, to understand how to hire better. And we do a lot better job of that now. Um, but that's something I wish we'd have probably learned sooner. We, you know, we had some missteps. We had some missteps with our technology would have been nice to have learned sooner. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. 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 I think that if, if we are given the whole picture there's a lot of things we probably wouldn't do. We wouldn't take those risks, right? <laughs> exactly. You may not even get married. You may not, you may just crawl into a box and, you know, <laughs> wither away, <Yep. laughs> you know? Um, so that's, yeah. that's the, that's the great thing about not knowing those things. You don't know what you don't know. You don't know what you're going to face and you're given enough grace yeah. to go through it each, each day. And yeah. I would like to, can, can I circle back on something you said sure. earlier? Because I, I, I had a thought and, and th that I wanted to share and it tied into purpose and it, you know, and the, the way our employees experience that, mm -hmm. you, you know, and this it ties into the question you just asked too. I wish I'd have gotten this sooner. Mm -hmm. You know, when I first became a believer, I was so fired up, you know, and I was all in and, and that's just my personality anyways. Mm -hmm. Once I'm in, I'm all in, but, but I, you know, I made the shift and I knew I was all in and they should have locked me in a room for a <laughs> year, you know, and not let me talk to anybody. Cause you know, I was out pumping everybody over the head and you need to do this too. And, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and I had mellowed some certainly by mm -hmm. the time, you know, I kind of, you know, you know, and God used that when I was, you know, he uses where, where you are and, sure. and he did, but I, you know, I needed to be tempered and, and grow in maturity and grow in love. And, um, and there was a point a bit into my walk where I really began to understand that sometimes the best thing I could do, it wasn't about my words um, or it wasn't even about my actions over a long period of time that just carrying his presence, his peace, the fruit of the spirit into a situation, just allowing somebody to experience God's goodness. Mm. You know, it's God's goodness that leads to repentance mm -hmm. is what the scripture said. And if I could just show them a taste of his goodness, sometimes that was the seed I was planting. That was the thing I was doing. Mm -hmm. And of course, I'm always ready to talk if they want to talk i mean i've got the name on the side of the building <laughs> you know i certainly i'm unashamed mm -hmm. the license plates in my car say praise god so I, it's not that i'm ashamed to have a conversation with somebody if they're in a state 
where they're mm-hmm. ready for that conversation. Mm-hmm. But I think I, too often I tried to force that conversation when I was younger, and I wish I'd have done that different, mm-hmm. you know, to learn that sometimes if I just show some, and that's that's really the strategy we try here at a at a cultural level in the company is is mostly I'm just trying to show God's goodness. And, and that often will lead to an experience where an employee wants to understand what's behind that. Mm-hmm. And I can talk to them in a way that gives them the grace to process it as they will and let Holy Spirit do his job rather than me trying to. Mm-hmm. So in, in when you think of your business and the work that you guys do, what what motivates you towards success? Um. Well, I think there's there's part of that question is even understanding what success is, mm-hmm. right? How how do you measure that? And and honestly, that's been a challenge here at times, Conrad, because th- there's a way the world measures success, and if I look at those metrics, w- well, we aren't the next Google. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, the 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 success picture that you get out of the world is the 23-year-old kid that drew the idea on the napkin, and now he's raised a $100 million in venture, and he's got a $20 billion company, right? Mm-hmm. And we're nothing like that. Mm-hmm. And, and in fact, I told you about this long period we've gone through where sometimes it's felt we've been in a container and things have been stolen. Mm-hmm. And, and there have been many times I ask God, well, you know, what kind of CEO am I if I can't, you know, grow the company? We've been on this plateau for two years. And, and But then it always comes back to, do I have a gratitude? Because I look at all the blessings that come mm-hmm. out of this. And and when we haven't had what I've wanted, we've still had plenty of manna. You know, mm-hmm. I had, we've had all that we needed. Mm-hmm. And, and if I look at the blessing the company has been to the community and to our employees, and, I, and, and all we've been able to give to local nonprofits, and and our employees aren't going home and kicking the dog and beating their wife when they leave here. And if they are, it's not our fault. <laughs> you know, you can't say that about a lot of companies. Right. But but in our case, I'm it's pretty sure it's not our fault. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you'll add all that up and the impact it, it's had on the the town, the community, the county, and our employees, it, it's been a raging success. Mm. Just like sometimes you have to adjust your metrics. Mm-hmm. No, I think the outward visibility of that is coming. That's certainly what we believe and why we've positioned our business model the way we have. But, you know, that's an ongoing battle. Mm -hmm. So what, what keeps, I I won't, I'll bet there's not a CEO you could interview that wouldn't say that, that many days he feels like he's just pretending to be a CEO. Yeah. (laughs) Or she. Imposter, what's called imposter syndrome or something like that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what keeps you focused when stuff's coming apart around you and things aren't, you know, are plateauing? What, what keeps you focused on, on your purpose? Yeah. Um, well, I think that's been a whole long journey of God kind of putting that in me and me realizing that's, that's part of what this container being in this container has been about. It's I, I've got it hanging on my, you know, beside my computer on a sticky, you know, seek first his kingdom mm-hmm. and his righteousness. And the rest of these will be given to you as well. That That's scripture. Mm-hmm. And I had I've had that posted there for well and same at our previous office. So it's been my, by my computer for probably 20 years. 
Um, and I can see why well, he, he's been giving me an assist in that mm-hmm. <laughs> by keeping me in this container. I haven't been distracted by the other stuff. I've had to stay focused on the kingdom. And, um, and that's the value I've been getting out of it. But he's worked it deep in me. Um, in fact, I had a test in that about two weeks ago, uh, three weeks ago. We, we had a potential bug in our software platform. We're shifting our business model, and there's a potential bug, and it affected our customers. And, and it's the kind of bug that had the potential to be a product killer, if not a company killer. Mm. And, and, and I should have not been asleep for a week. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I'll tell you, if this was 10 years ago, I probably wouldn't have slept for a week. And I just, my immediate thought, I just was right back to peace. And I was like, well, if God can heal this, all these documents, God can, can heal our software. And that was my very first thought. And as I stepped back from this and I wondered why, you know, I'm really not too worried about this thing, you know, that we're going to do it the right way. And that, uh, that doesn't mean there's not going to be some pain from here to there, but we're going to be fine and we're going to do it right. And and I just felt peace the whole time. And it's, I think. I think that's that journey mm. that, that, oh, here's the fruit of 20 years of him working on me. This time I was at peace mm. instead of not sleeping for a week. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, so a few years ago, you decided to go on a, a journey of writing a book. So, so mm-hmm. tell us why. well really you know i never dreamed of being an author conrad i always wanted to be a rock star (laughs) you know so so being an author wasn't even on my radar and and i still don't really consider like not my primary call or something i mean i knew i could write but but that's different than being an author and so um but it just became apparent after the journey, and especially as I talked to a bunch of, you know, and I'd struggled myself feeling like I was not on an island for so long and having trouble finding people to connect with on this journey, this this business of at work as in heaven, you know, which is the book title. I just did, I was getting the sense that I was supposed to write it. And as I started writing it, I, I could, you know, became clear that, yeah, this is what you're supposed to do. and and um, and even when I finished the first draft, the editing team thought it was done and I was ready to give it a final pass through. And and I could just feel like the rewrite, you know, like I knew it was him at work helping me to rewrite it. It just flowed out in a way, you know, I was totally restructuring, moving sections here and there and, and everywhere, not so much generating new content as restructuring it all. And even that major rewrite, um, you know, it was just confirmation to me as it flowed out that that, that this is what I'm supposed to do. And, and I, it's never like for me, this was not so much about like I've got a day job and <laughs> and, 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 and I will continue to be a practitioner. Even this, if this book sold a million copies, I'm not going to go be a consultant. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not it's not the, the it's not the entree for a new job or a new sure. career. I will continue to start new businesses or mentor kingdom businesses. And this will maybe help me as a handbook or a textbook, um, but I'll still be a practitioner. So the book is really just an outflow to get the message out there, this, this message of uh, kingdom business. And, uh, and so that, that's, that's it really. So did writing a book and kind of doing a deep dive into that, did it really, what, uh, 
you maybe solidify your why? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, yeah, I think maybe it brought some more clarity to my next steps. Mm. You know, it kind of helped solidify the way ahead. Because I had all these little stories I'd collected and experienced and I'd tell in isolation, but then putting them all together in this big rewrite I just talked about when it really kind of brought the structure into this different format than I was originally envisioning, um, really kind of set up. Um, it, yeah. So, so it gave me a lot more clarity having done it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's something I'm thinking about doing in the future is, is uh, I've always wanted to write something. And, uh, awesome. so I'm thinking about doing what are you that. Gonna write about? Well, I'm probably going to be writing about purpose and I'm kind of using my uh-huh. podcast as my research and, you know, yeah. talking to people and taking notes. And, uh, eventually I want to, uh, uh, have a book come out of this and uh, the conversations that I've had. Awesome. So, um, so yeah, so that it will really will have come full circle. Yeah, so give me some good stuff, you know, that I can put in the book. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope so, but that's why you've got that's why you've got the edit. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so what would you say are the principles that drive you? Um well, that's a great question, but I'm going to reframe it. Okay. Okay, go for it. <laughs> if I can. Sure. <laughs> is, that, is that like arrogant? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> Tur- turning the question around. On the, um, yeah, so, so that would have been a good question for me about 10 years ago. Mm. But, but God, maybe 12 years ago, but God took me through this period, uh, this inflection point. And it took me a while to figure out what he was saying. Um, I eventually understood we, what he was saying was, I no longer call you servant, but friend. Mm. And that it was time to stop or to move beyond doing stuff with him and into doing stuff for him. Mm. I, I'm sorry, with mm. him. It was it was time to move beyond doing stuff for him, for him mm. and into doing stuff with him. Mm-hmm. Finally get that right. See, it's a good thing you have the edit button. <laughs> So, so in other words, I was moving from principle to presence. Mm. And I would say that's what guides me now is, is presence. How connected am I? And if, you know, and some days that's not very well, not very well. Mm-hmm. I'm not very well connected. I'm distracted. I'm caught up. I'm thinking of 10 other things. I'm, you know, what, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, in other times I'm, I'm very well connected. Mm-hmm. And so to, to me, that's that's the better mm-hmm. question is is how connected am I with his presence? And that's what guides, mm-hmm. you know, that's the goal. Yeah. Uh, although, like, like everybody, I'm just learning, mm-hmm. you know. So can I get 20 minutes a day? That'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Right. Right. So what distracts you? Oh, just life, right? You know, the the phone call, the the family, my son's basketball, the <laughs> you know the 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 fire, the you know the that happens at work, mm-hmm. the 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 macro environment, all the crazy mm-hmm. stuff going on outside, and the you know I don't even watch the news, and and it's hard to you know mm-hmm. not let that stuff creep in and mm-hmm. put you in a bad mood or. You know, so just there's all this distraction all around and and the challenge is to kind of elevate above it and get connected mm-hmm. and 
take that heavenly seat that the apostle Paul talks about. Mm-hmm. So what what's a part right above it. What, what's a part of your routine, perhaps your daily routine, your weekly routine that keeps you on on goal, on target? Yeah, well, I, I find one thing that helps me personally, and I'm sure everybody's got something different, but but personally for me, it, it's I need to get out and exercise. Mm-hmm. You know, if I can get out and get a hike in the woods or take my bike out and go for a ride, um, you know, that's part of what I need to do to cut the distraction, you know, to to like leave the cell phone in the <laughs> in the camel back instead of answering it. And, and, and then just just exercising and being out in nature, you know, then I tend to start to get recentered or, or if I've got some distractions or things I'm processing through them and, and letting them go. And, and the longer I can spend out in the woods or on the bike or out in nature, then the, then it seems the better centered I am. But um, that's just one thing, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm certainly reading scripture, like would be the classic answer. And yeah, I do that too. Um, but better still, if I can, mm. you know, latch onto a scripture and chew on it while I'm hiking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. What would you say? This is a question that that whenever I ask people, they would like kind of, kind of, kind of remind me what what is that again? So, so how are you the same or different than who you are versus what you do? How are those two two things the same or different? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. In fact, it's it's timely and relevant because I've been spending time working with my 14-year-old son mm-hmm. on that very thing here here recently and and I I think they're <laughs> well, let me say I don't know that there's a clean answer. <laughs> Cuz sometimes what you do isn't who you are, mm-hmm. but other times what you do is who you mm-hmm. are. And, and, and to the extent that that what you do or things coming out of not just the unique skills and giftings that God has put in you, but they're also fully aligned with his purposes, you know, mm-hmm. and, and you're kind of in that zone where everything's converged. Well, then what you do is who you are because it all it's all an outflow of the identity that God has put in you and what he's created to it. But there's other times this thing that what you do, um, it's fine and it's good. It may even use these things that God gives you and it, it, and it, it may just be something you enjoy and that's perfectly fine and legitimate. God's probably even pleased with that. It's just not part of his core purpose mm-hmm. for, for who you are. It's something that can go away, mm-hmm. you know, in a different phase of your life. And, and well, then that's, that's different and that's, definitely not your identity. It's just this thing you do. Mm-hmm. And so that's part of the wrestling of, well, what is this thing? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. is this identity and purpose or is it just some fun thing? Yeah. Yeah. So when the time comes for you to sell your company or step away or, you know, go golfing on a regular basis or riding your bike, you know, <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. what, how will your purpose be the same or, or will it change? Yeah. Well, I'm, you know, candidly, that's something I've been praying about for probably four or five years now. Now, when God gave me this bigger question of can a company, can can an ecosystem of companies help a community Mm. look more like his kingdom? I I know that's where I'm headed Mm -hmm. next. 
what, what I, and, and I'll tell you, one of the things he put on me, you'll appreciate this, Conrad. He, he, he really started showing, I haven't been back to Salem, Ohio since my mother mm-hmm. died a half a dozen years ago, but the, the Salem, Ohio that was there when my mother died was not the mm-hmm. Salem, Ohio that I grew up sure. in. You know, all the buildings on main street were crumbling mm-hmm. and, the, and it was a beautiful historic main street, you know, like Frederick mm-hmm. here has on a little bigger scale, but beautiful, like a beautiful place. Great hardworking people when I grew up. And we were probably already past our decline mm-hmm. when I was growing up. You know, I mean, on our on our mm-hmm. decline, you know, past our peak of prosperity. But the community didn't know yet it was Mayberry. Right. You know, and now, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like the, yeah. the crumbling, like I said, and, and and there's this cynicism and bitterness. You know, I see it on Facebook, you know, mm-hmm. from people I know post like it just it wasn't there when I was mm-hmm. there. You know, the community was for you, not against you. And now it's not that doesn't even exist anymore. And the houses my friends grew up in were like now they're meth houses, mm-hmm. you know, and and all that. God, you know, so, well, well, why couldn't could an ecosystem of companies help mm-hmm. someplace like Salem mm-hmm. or Cumberland, Maryland or pick your favorite mm-hmm. or wherever in Indiana like could it help some Rust Belt community look more like his kingdom? Mm. And, and so my my purpose is engaged in that somehow, mm-hmm. you know, starting with Frederick here, because yeah. this, this is my hometown now and I love it. But um, I've been praying for a lot of years into whether Yakabad, this company, is the platform for that mm-hmm. or whether it's a prototype mm. for that. Mm. And I don't know yet mm-hmm. <laughs> after all these years. And and, and part of the challenge um, is just that my business partner is not called to that mm-hmm. same thing. And that's okay. You know, he's a great business partner and, and, and we have a great relationship and, and we brought it here together, not, not one or the other of us, you know, it's, it's only here because the two of us have worked together and he loves Jesus and, you know, but, but Jesus has something different mm-hmm. for him and that's okay. Mm-hmm. I just don't know yet whether <laughs> what the resolution of that hmm. is. And Boy, I'd, so, it'd be really uh, interesting to look at this 20 years from now to see what has happened with that. <laughs> <laughs> it will be. Yeah. Well, when you get back from your bike tour, <laughs> see, maybe I'll come join you so I can help figure it there out. There you go. You know, like, that's the way. Uh, then I've got a couple months to process it. Yeah, to try and figure exactly. It out. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, so uh, I like to ask this, what's a practical thing someone can do? Perhaps they're a business owner, a CEO, they, they, they run a company. What's a practical thing that they can do to begin to move their business, their company, their, even their life toward more of a God-focused uh, business or company yeah. or life? Yeah, look, the first thing I'd suggest is it just takes that that intentionality of wanting to, right? And God will meet you where you are. Mm-hmm. So just start talking to him, you know, just start praying and saying, well, what's what's the next step, Lord? You know, hey, I really want to take another step with you here. And, I'll, you know, I want to grow in this. And and, and how, how can I do that? And, and, and I, I, I'm willing to bet he's he's, you know, ready to do that and he will do that. You know, he'll meet you there and show you. Because, you know, I've, I, you know, it might get a little, I even say in the book, it might get a little overwhelming because I've got 20 years mm-hmm. of, you know, stumbling through this kind of condensed in a book. 
Well, it's 300 and some pages, so I don't know how condensed. But <laughs> How big are the print? How big still, is the print? <laughs> yeah, that's still 20 years worth, 20 mm-hmm. some years, you know, worth a journey in there. And, and if you're just crawling, that's okay. There's no shame in that. You know, God's just excited and happy that you're coming to talk to him and say, hey, you know, I, I want more. You know, I want to push into this more with you, and he'll give you some next steps. And that may be some simple principle. It may be a simple matter of let's take the golden rule mm. and let's, you know, and, and let's see that implemented through your company or, or, or through your area of influence. Maybe you aren't even, you know, you don't own the mm. company. Maybe, you know, you're just, you, you're, you're working in a line role in a department. Well, that's okay. If you could just through influence kind of, spread the golden rule and kind of carry that into there and kind of through influence, mm. not by mandate, kind of see that happen. Boy, what a, wouldn't that mm. be a pretty big impact yeah. on that workplace for a lot of people? Because yeah. there are a whole bunch of companies you and I have dealt with, you know, on a daily basis, typically, mm. that, that have no sense of the golden rule. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm. so it might just be that simple. Wow. So, Speak to that person who's listening or watching who they have, they don't really have a connection with God. What does, what does that mean for them for a person like that? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's your choice. God's not going to force himself on you, but ask yourself, how's it working out for you? (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's where he brought me to the point where I was doing everything I was supposed to be doing that culture told me Mm -hmm. to do, to have a good life. I was doing all of it and I was doing pretty well. And I kept getting emptier and emptier inside. And I'll bet if you're kind of trying to walk through life without God, I'll bet you're feeling some of that too. If you really, and I'll bet some of those things you're doing are probably just anesthesia Mm. because you're feeling it. So again, God's not going to force himself on on that person, but he's he's waiting with open arms when when you realize it's not quite working. Mm. You know, that's the point I had to come to is I had to get to the point where it wasn't, I realized it wasn't working. And, and then he was right there to, you know, and boy, he's blessed me more than I ever could have imagined Con- Conrad. And, and it hasn't looked like I would have pictured necessarily, but you know, and all the silly reasons I thought I couldn't come to him, they ended up being religious stuff that he didn't care about anyways, mm-hmm. you know, and that he, he changed my perspective on anyways. Mm-hmm. So, so God will work through you with all that stuff. And um, he, he just, you know, mm-hmm. Ask yourself if it's working out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Well, tell us where we can find the book and um, and how we can get a hold of it. Yeah. So you can you can go to Amazon like just about any other book. <laughs> <laughs> and that's probably the best place to get it because you can order it from Amazon. It's called At Work As In Heaven, and I'll get it to you in a day or two. Whereas if you, you know, takes me a month to get them from my... <laughs> my stock <laughs> from the printing house so so you're pretty just just go to amazon that work doesn't have it and they'll get it to you quick paperback hardback or even there's a kindle version too and uh and i'd love to hear from you if you have questions so. awesome well we'll put a link in the show notes below and so people can link directly to it and in order the book is called at work as in heaven Scott Reiser has been my guest today on the Explore Purpose podcast. Scott, thank you so much for your insight, for your wisdom, and for the work that you're doing uh, at through your company and through your life. Appreciate that. Likewise, Conrad. I'm excited to see what happens with your podcast. It's an important topic. Great. Thank so. you. 
Blessings. Thank you. Thanks, Scott, for taking time to talk with me today. And if you enjoyed our conversation and want a deeper dive into the subject we're talking about, pick up Scott's book, At Work As In Heaven, on Amazon. The link is in the show notes below. And if you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe and leave a review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. I love five-star ratings. And I'd love to hear what you thought about the show and how you are living out your purpose. Until next time, go out and make an impact by living life with purpose. Thanks for listening. And I'll talk to you again next time on the Explore Purpose podcast.